This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, grappling fans? What's the first time that we've heard of pretending mentally in the game? We're going to be fighting all our matches up pretty close. What's going on, grappling fans? Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One. It's your host, Chase Smith, and co-host, Michael Sears, here. And man, I was just thinking before this show kicked off, this feels like a bit of a throwback episode because it's, it, we're talking about things that happened. We're talking about events that went down. We're recapping. We had some big changes there, some big upset wins. You know, this is how yeah. the show started back in November, but it's been so much different in, in the COVID era. Yeah, might even have rankings updates coming soon. Who knows? Oh, how strange is that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it felt great. I'm sure you guys uh, feel the same at home to have some live events go down this weekend. We had Fight to Win and back-to-back nights. That's uh, Fight to Win 139 and 140. Michael, you were up there. Uh, what was it like? What was the scene like? Man, it was real interesting. It was like, you know, of course, because of COVID, they had all the uh, precautions that they, they have to do. Uh you had to, I don't know, sign on. Even I had to sign a waiver as, as uh, media. They take everybody's te- temperature, ask you questions, you know, see if you've been around people with the symptoms or whatever. But once you're done with that, it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting the way they did it, you know, not not having a crowd. It was just like less than 50 people in there. So it was very interesting. And then I, I really liked the back-to-back nights. That was pretty yeah. cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just great to have, have jiu-jitsu back, have live jiu-jitsu, and there were some great fights. Yeah, it looked like a fun time. Uh, it was a little weird though, with like the stage and the loud music and, and lights, but no one in the in the venue. How that? What did it feel like in the the atmosphere? And for me, I liked it better. Yeah, okay. But for for <laughs> me, it was like uh, working. Like you had your own private little jujitsu show going on. Yeah, you just just do whatever you want. But uh, I'm sure Seth and them really want the crowds back, and I'm sure the fighters would probably really appreciate the crowds. I think people like me and the referees are probably probably fine without it. But. Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, what Friday night uh, we had Johnny Tama defeated Ethan Crellinston. Mm-hmm. Friday night was both Nogi matches. Johnny Tama defeated Ethan Crellinston, and uh, the main event Cyborg defeated Trator. Those were both great matches. We got Johnny Tama and Cyborg coming on later in this show. Very cool. And then Saturday, uh, the co-main Gabriel Almeida, who's going to join us in a minute, defeated Roberto. And then the main event, uh, Keishinho defeated AJ. AJ put on a little nunchuck show. Yeah. Always a spectacle of Aga's arm. You never know what's coming out. That was a, a really impressive performance though from Cachino. It looked amazing. Oh, he's, yeah, Cachino smoked him, man. I mean, Cachino's—he really turns it on and fight to win too. I think submission only rules. He just lets it fly, and he's, he does even better. It seems like. Uh, 
And then this week, we're going to get to fight the win still in Dallas. The next two weeks in Dallas. Huge card coming this weekend. So we're talking about fight to win 141. That goes down on May 23rd. That's this Saturday, uh, 8, p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern start time for that. And, uh, man, incredible main event there. Who do we got fighting this weekend? Co-main is uh, Edwin Najmi. They're both key fights. Uh, Edwin Najmi versus Benson Henderson, UFC champ Benson Henderson. You know, that one's going to be fun. And then main event is Arnaldo Maidana versus Rafael Lovato Jr. So that's going to be a hell, hell of a card. I'm really looking forward to it. And there's a lot more stuff coming. There's another fight to win the week after that. Third Coast just announced their Kumite bracket. Is I saw it. Eight-man bracket? Eight-man bracket. There's like Hibamar's in there, Roberto's in there, Jaime Canuto, Berginia. Lucas, Lucas Valente. A few other guys. Uh, yeah, Jits King, I think. Mid-May, Jits yeah. King's coming back with the stacked 16-man tournament. And, of course, we'll give you guys all the details as they come along. But it feels so good to be talking about things coming down the pipe. Oh, Cannot man. wait Excited. to see more. Excited. Well, uh, might as well get to it because he's already he called in early. He's here and ready to go. Let's do it. We have joining us right now uh, Gabriel Almeida, the uh, victorious in the co-main event at Fight to Win 140. How you doing, Gabriel? I'm doing good, man. doing good. Gabriel, can um, I ask you a question? Excited. Happy with the victory here. Yeah, sure. I saw your Facebook athlete page. Why does it say Gabriel Todd Almeida? Uh, that was my, my first nickname uh, in jiu-jitsu. Like the, the gym I started training at in my hometown, Niterói, in Rio. Uh, my coach used to give nicknames for everyone. No one had a name. Just you only had nicknames. Todd, like P-O-D-D. Todd Almeida. I had no idea. I saw, the, I saw the page. I was like, what? Todd Almeida? Who is this man? You're from Niterói? Where are you from in Niterói? Yeah. I'm from Itacoatiara. Like, yeah, I know where that, me, yeah. The part. yeah, that's where yeah. Ricardo Arona uh, lives, I think. I used to live in Central Nitro. Yeah, right? Yeah. I used to I, I used to live right by the mall in Central, right by the Ponchi, right right down there. Yeah, that's where my wife is from. Yeah, I lived over there too for a while. Yeah. I I, I grew up seeing Arona walking around the streets, you know, like I, every time I there I'm there to talk to him. Nice like he's, I must be the king of Niteroi or something. He, he's from the place where you want to go, the surfing place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, def- yeah. I definitely want to check it out one day. I've Chase, never been over there. Chase oh, asked yeah. me about it. <laughs> But it looks pretty cool. I've only been to uh, Ipanema. It's really nice. It's beautiful beach. Yeah. Yeah, I hiked up to the top of that uh, elephant <laughs> elephant mountain one time. You know that thing in the Takachar? Yeah, I've never yeah. been to that one. I've been to the smaller I, one. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've been to Questone. Elephant, yeah. never. Yeah. I, I hiked up I there in some Javianas, man. I thought I was going to die walking up that thing. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> The uh, so what? Okay, well, I was just talking about my experience uh, with the event. What did you think about fight to win over the weekend? Yeah, it was different, right? Because uh, especially because there was no public, like no one watching. So, and we're used to have having the crowd like screaming and cheering you up, or cheering for the other guy, trying to put you down. You know, so it's a different experience. Uh, but, but like. Since day one, when we start training, we train with no crowd. So it's kind of like we're training in the gym, and it's usually like we want to kill each other. So it's basically the, basically the same as the competition. So like, I didn't feel it so much like not having a crowd. You know, uh, it's different. It's nice too, but uh, I prefer having people around too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it was. Was this your second appearance yeah. on Fight to Win or your third appearance? Uh, fight to win rules, my second one. I did subversive too. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That was the EBI rules, yeah. 
Interesting. And then uh, you and Roberto have a bit of a history. Uh, what was the record going into this this match? Was it one on one or what was that? Yeah, we fought uh, when I was a purple belt and he was a blue belt. We fought in the Royal in the semifinals. He tapped me from the back, I think. And Royal is 2017. Yeah, 2017, we fought, no, 18, I think. We fought Grand Slam, LA, and I tapped him in an armbar. So, like, it was one on one. And this was, like, yeah, <laughs> second win, my second win. I wish I could get the finish, but this time it wasn't possible. Man, it's a super exciting match. Um, what were your what was your game plan going in? You faced Roberto a few times. He's obviously a very hyped up prospect with a lot of energy behind him. What were some of the thoughts you had coming yeah. into the match? What was it, what was your game plan? Yeah, I knew, I knew he wasn't going to stop, right? Because like he's young, he's hungry, he was going to try to get me all the time. So, and I noticed like uh, I saw his last match with Philip Andrew. Philip Andrew tried to like catch his leg to bring him into fifty fifty to attack his foot, and he did that. Kind of very bolo from there. He gets his knee off and goes to the back. And I didn't want to give him this opportunity to. So, like, oh, I didn't want to give him my back. The whole match was about that. Like, I didn't want to give him my back and try to catch him in my game. I really like attacking the legs. So, that was kind of dangerous. If I, like, I just tried to go for his legs with no concern, he could get to my back. So, beginning of the match, I, I, Try, I, I was going to try like to set him an old platter and maybe get to his leg. That would give him the option to go to my back. I almost missed it. Almost got in a bad position. Also got it. Uh, then I recovered. Got also almost a toe hold. Uh, but I was like, my, my goal is to keep trying to finish and protect my back at all, at all costs. You know, just like if he was going to attack my back, give my mount, give the side control, but don't give my back. Because it's so dangerous from that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's something that change the game changes with uh, sub only, right? Like you can just give up the mount or the or the pass to avoid the back, yeah. and like they not not really have to worry about it. Not really have to worry about giving up those seven points for a pass or a mount or whatever. But uh, all yeah, right, yeah. so maybe uh, maybe we can uh, just go ahead and roll this uh, match now. Sure, let's get it going. Yeah, sure. All right, so this is a key moment here in the match. The action starts right away. Were you anticipating opening up like this? Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, I was, like I said, I was going to try to set up a normal plata, but like his head was low, so it fixed right to the triangle. And you see, I changed for the normal plata, and I was going to try to get to his leg, but he got kind of low, so it was hard. But it's still like after this, I was able to recover a little bit. Yeah, got back to my guard. And there I, was, I had like two attacks, you know, in the beginning of the the match that was good. Is that something that you're, you're keeping count of in your head? Like how many times you attack with a submission while you're doing fight to win? I uh, no, actually, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I just kept trying to <laughs> stuff and yeah, and like and so when I saw I got his both legs, I thought I'm I'm gonna slam him here because I know they that's one thing they they value. So yeah. Smart. A lot of guys get thrown off by the fight to win rules, but even though you've only really been up there a couple times, it seems like you're you're very aware of what the judges are looking for and you know how, how to have a smart game plan. Yeah, I talked I talked a lot to Leo about this. You know, and Leo is like with the strategy. I think he's one of the best ever. Like, if you talk to him, he's gonna just open up for you and like, oh, we should do this, this, and this. And if you follow as he says, <laughs> things are gonna work fine. You know. So yeah, did you want to get him in a 
Did you want? Did you want him to yeah, give him a fifty-fifty to, to yeah. slow him down? Mm-hmm. No, not really to slow him down. It's just like I, I like attacking. Uh, before that, I, when I just put in fifty-fifty after I lost my toe hold, I try to do a, a foot lock. I, where I where is my elbow? I do that a few times. I finished my semifinal in the Europeans last year with that, and like I like it works really well. But uh, I didn't get the the right positioning. And I have a few attacks on there, you know. But I knew, like, if he got his knee out, I would be in danger. That That's what happened at one point where he almost got my back. Yeah. So right now at this point, are yeah. you thinking, like, because you already got the slam, you have a couple submission attempts, are you thinking about it? Like, all right, I'm I'm up? Like, basically, a uh, couple submission attempts? Yeah, I was, I, yeah, in that point, I thought, like, oh, okay, I'm up. And, and I was already a bit tired because of, like, the, the, the match was so fired up in the beginning. So I thought, like, oh, I'm going to try to, like, maybe hold a little bit, try to get a, the foot or something where I don't have to expose myself so much. And, like, once I, I rest, I can, I can go back, get back, and start attacking again, you know? For sure. You see, like, try to use my elbow there, pushing his foot. And that that point, I think, that's where right I lost it. Yeah. That's where he tries to roll to the back. Yeah, yeah and then I that's, put my back on the mat. Yep. That was a nice defense there. You didn't you didn't want to go with the back exposure, yeah. just like you said. Any, anything but the back, right? Yeah, yeah, right. You mentioned uh, a little earlier, I think, before we were live. You you had to cut a significant amount of weight for this match. Is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It was like about fifteen pounds. I was like the day Seth uh, messaged me to do that fight. Uh, I was two hundred one. He wanted me to do one eighty five. I got one eighty six with the one pound allowance. So yeah, it was a bit tough because I usually don't don't cut. I don't like cutting, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to do that. I wanted I wanted to fight. So like, if I had this opportunity, I was gonna do it, you know. But I I, got, I had a good recovery. I just like uh, I felt I felt like weak and I got tired pretty quick. I think maybe that that helped a little bit, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, right there, I was trying to like, hold him off a little bit. You see, like, he's trying to get his leg off all the time, like his knee. Yeah. And trying to, like, control his pants, trying to be, bring him in. Is that why you're holding the lapel there, to keep his shoulders as close to you as you can without having yeah. to come up? Yeah, I was trying to get some control off of him because it's hard to control him, you know? So then I could start doing something to attack. Yeah, then... then then he stopped. He was trying to attack my foot, but all the all the times he tried to attack me, like I didn't feel a lot of danger. It was only one time at the end that I he got a toe hold, and like he didn't twist or anything, but I, I felt like he had the right grip, so that scared me a little bit. As uh, Roberto's game changed over the years, the first time you guys fought was, I guess that's almost four years ago now. Um, you know, has that evolved? Did he feel different? Yeah, that at that time, to be honest, I I didn't know him. You know, I didn't know anything about him. I I, I think like no one really knew a lot about him. Like he was just coming up. He was like fifteen, you know, and it's pretty tough. I I that fight I messed up because I tried to bolo with him. <laughs> then he got my back. <laughs> yeah, he's got and, a good bolo, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I didn't know him, and then like. The second time I knew him better, and I, and I knew I could, what I could do, what I couldn't, you know. But he he got a lot better. Like you see him fighting everyone and just killing everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not 
easy guy to deal with and he doesn't get tired so easily yeah so you guys both got ankle locks there yeah yeah i think like i started attacking then he held mine and we both went for it i think he saw he did he wouldn't get it i was still trying to to go for it so how how clearly do you hear the coach? Do you hear the coaches a lot more clearly here with no crowd? Do you like hear everything that Kaiser's yelling to you, and you hear it here? Roberto's uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't uh, hearing Kaiser so much. And Kaiser, he's 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 screaming. He, he can speak really loud during the yeah. fight, but because Raul just was just so much louder than him. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? right. <laughs> was that distracting at all? What, what was Raul yelling at you guys? Ah uh, man, like. Uh, what I heard the most was like, oh, he's tired, he's tired, he's tired. <laughs> Go finish him. <laughs> and like, yell at the time. But, and then like, like I was, I told you guys earlier, like it's something like you have to fight with your mind too. You're not just fighting the other guy, you're fighting your mind because you are there, you are tired. And the guy keeps yelling, oh, he's tired, he's tired, he's tired. And you're like, come on, man, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> he was. He was young Casado a lot. I yeah. mean, you can you can hear uh, some coaches sometimes at home on the stream. You can hear Raul clearly at home on the TV, like you know exactly who that is yelling at that the kids yeah, on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> when it, after I got home, everyone was like, "Man, you were alone in your fight." I could only hear one coach. <laughs> yeah. Right here, almost go off the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like I think after that he got the triangle on me. That scared me too, but it wasn't really tight. I had my arm in, so I was able to get out. Yeah. Pretty good attack, but. Yeah, he tried too, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we had try to, to open the match as well, so that was nice. Trying to like isolate his leg again to maybe try to attack, but he was already pulling his knee out, so it's really hard to to get control of his foot or something. Yeah, you you have to be thinking at this point that it's got to be a close match. I mean, uh, Roberto's had those attacks, yeah, and I knew it was close. And you see, like how he spins again. I wanted to lift him up a little bit, but I couldn't. It's the second time you've done a nice sweep like that, like a nice wrestling style, wrestling up style sweep. Is that something that you really like to do in the gym as well? Yeah, yeah I like I like doing that. Like, uh, I'm, like I feel like my back is pretty strong, so like I can lift the guy if I can get get the right grip, you know. So, but I, I had the opportunity. Like some guys, they stay too tall, and in those two times, it felt like Roberto was like that. Mm. Uh, Training a lot of guys, they are really low. They like fight on their knees or like they protect their legs a lot. So in the gym, I don't have the, the opportunity to do those sweeps so much. But when I fight, like every time I see someone's that tall, I try, I try to hit that. Yeah, I try to hit the foot again. And you see, like, the whole match, I was closer to Kaiser than Raul. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Still can't do it. <laughs> closer to him. <laughs> We're in the final minute here. Um, 
any chance of a second mm-hmm. wind, or did you just know that, man, I just got to make it one more minute here. That's all I have to do to survive. <laughs> uh, I, I knew when, Sorry, we, got he- when, when we got here, I, ha- I knew sort of it was over because I remember when Hudson put you in his closed guard, and Hudson had a lot of trouble doing stuff to you from closed guard, and Hudson's got one of the best closed guards in the game. So yeah. I knew with a minute left you were going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still, he's still got a triangle from there, right? Yeah. You got another, yeah. another triangle? I think does he go to Omoplata at one point? It was Omoplata. Yeah, it was Omoplata. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He tried to attack something, but he couldn't. Yeah, he tried to go around in the back. Maybe he should have just stayed with the Omoplata. Oh, here's that. But here's the hold. Yeah. How did this feel? Was got, this tight? That's a grip. No, not really. Just like he got the right grip. Yeah. That, that's what scared me. I said, like, I got I to gotta spin to get out. But he wasn't like, uh, he hurt my foot or anything, you know. Yeah. I was able to escape my knee real quick with the first spin. And then uh, that's what the match ended. What, what, what were you thinking going to the referee decision? I knew I knew I, I did like what I could in that fight and like for me like I I thought I, I had won, you know, but I knew the match was tough, so we could have go could have gone for anyone, you know. So that's why like uh, some people say like ah. But your face at the end, and like because also like I was looking at the refs and I was trying to figure out who was red, who was blue. I was so tired. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and I only celebrated after I saw Casey Casey screaming. You know, like ah, okay. Casey was screaming like ah, okay, it's me. I won. You know. Oh uh, yeah. But uh, it's a tough match. Yeah, I'd love to do it again sometime. So what are you looking at next? What are you looking yeah, at doing uh, next? Seth- yeah, Seth told me like he should be inviting me again soon, so I'm waiting for that. And like any other events, and I'm training, I'm ready. Uh, I saw like uh, Third Coast is doing an event, Jit King. So any of those, like if they, they invite me, I'm in. You know, you gonna start I'm eating gonna healthier fight. now? Keep, keep you gonna start eating <laughs> healthier? Keep your weight down now, so you don't gotta cut so much. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it down. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep it down. Huh? Is, <laughs> no, is, can't can't. Uh, any any matches out there in particular that you would be interested in? Is there any like uh, anybody you haven't fought or a rematch that you want or anything like that? I like no one specifically. I, I can I can fight anyone. I, I want to fight. I just want to fight. You know, like so if Seth comes to me, oh, I got this guy for you. I'm gonna do it. I just I just want to go like fight the best. You know that that's what I'm here for. Try to prove I'm the best. You know, so just keep going for it. No, no one in particular. What was the travel situation like? What was what what was it like when you flew there? Was the plane empty? Yeah. So what what they're doing now? They they they're not flying like uh, their full capacity. Like they fill all the aisles and windows, but no one in the middle seats. You know. So my my flight was full, but in those standards, like going and coming back, both flights were the same way. So, were you uh were you nervous? When I got to Texas, they made me sign something. Huh? Sorry, no, no, go go ahead. Uh, keep going, Gabriel. Sorry. Yeah, no, like yeah. So when I just got to Dallas, like they they were waiting for us at the door, like the uh something from the government. They made us sign something, tell us like where where we were gonna be, and like how long we this. were gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan said that. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't when know you get that. off the plane in uh, Dallas or whatever, they make you yeah. 
like you're entering a new country yeah. or something. I guess they're trying to keep the, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe they're trying to implement some of that tracing going on, the contact tracing that's happening in like South Korea and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty nice mm-hmm. that they had. Uh, no, so there's nobody in the middle seats. That's perfect. No, no, no. That's perfect. That's what that's what yeah. you always want when you fly. <laughs> yeah, you never get the middle seat again. And there's no uh, pre-assigned seats, so you just by like you walk in, this mm. you say yeah, pick a window or aisle. So. That's wild. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super. We're super interested in this because we ba- <laughs> we basically live on airplanes before this <laughs> happened. I haven't been on one in two months, so I'm excited to go see what yeah. it's like. My hotel was a trip. Dude. My hotel was like. Uh, 13th floor hotel and they said i was the, the 17th guest in the entire place like there's just nobody at the place wow man. so there's the busiest it's been really? two months what was the, the breakfast situation like, was like they, no what, there's no breakfast anymore that, that not even food? not even free coffee anymore only coffee in your room yeah, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Did, did, did they have breakfast <laughs> well, in your room, hotel my room had a kitchen no my, my my room had a kitchen so i just went to the the store and bought a lot of stuff to make me like dinner lunch it's not bad especially because bad of the, the cutting so i could eat well and then i made my breakfast and everything you know all right well all right gabriel thank you so much for calling in and uh thank you, appreciate it well uh looking forward to seeing you soon man we got a lot of uh events coming up you won that one so i'm sure we'll see you on a fight to win match coming up sometime soon yeah thanks man thank you all right thanks gabriel. nice uh, talking to you man see you guys later all right well that was nice to hear from uh gabriel, gabriel made a big, big win for him man Absolutely. It's a huge win, you know, and uh, exciting matches are what, what Fight to Win lives to put on. That's what Seth wants to see. And, man, if you guys haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. Very high intensity, high action. That would have been a tough match. I mean, watching it live, I thought, like, oh, Gabriel's got this. But going back and rewatching it, man, that's a tough match to score. It was it nonstop submission attempts there. Yeah, and the, and the momentum did swing towards the end to Roberto. Man, you gotta think it's 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 a difficult choice for the judges to make to remember how the beginning of the match went, how close those attacks were, because sometimes momentum is all it takes. So, uh, well done to both athletes. So that was really fun to watch. Yeah, uh, big win for for Gabriel. Soon we should have a Johnny Tama calling in any minute now. But uh, yeah, let's maybe talk about uh, this upcoming week. The uh, or actually, what about that uh, the third coast Kumite? We just sort of touched on it in the beginning, but. What are the first round matchups? It's uh, let me pull up that bracket right now because it was it just got released this I morning. I think Mourinho here. versus Jaime Canudo mm-hmm. is one. All right, so I'm pulling it up here now. We have Pedro Mourinho versus Will Tackett. That's a sick match. Uh, Roberto Jimenez versus Hibmar. Lucas Valente versus Jake Watson, and uh, Braguinha versus Jaime Canudo. So yeah, those are some sick matches here. I'm slide this on over so you can get some viewing. So Mourinho and Tackett. They're both brown belts, both submission hunters. We got Johnny there. He's going to be on in a second. That's an interesting one. Roberto Hibmar is a fun match. Lucas Valente, Jake Watt. Those are all fun matches, man. Bergini versus Jaime Canuto, man. Bergini is big. And this is just one half of the bracket, correct? No, this is the whole bracket. That's the whole bracket? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my bad. And they're doing a big guy one later in the That's in what the, I was thinking of. Johnny, you there? Hello, guys. What's going on, Johnny? How are you, brother? I'm doing good, guys. Yes. Not back to routine, you know. I mean, <laughs> routine as it is now. Uh, back in California, then is that is that where you are? No, I'm in Virginia right now. I didn't know you were in Virginia. Yeah, when, yeah. when did you get I didn't to know Virginia? That until I saw your message today. Why? Why are you in Virginia? What are you up to in Virginia? Well, my girlfriend's family is here, so after you know the quarantine thing happened, I just came here and hi. 
Okay, not Probably bad. There you go. No, What's no, it? we got a gym down the, down, the, down the street, and her brother, it's uh, Brownville. He took their awards. I think you met him, Chase, uh, that, that, uh, the tournament. And, oh, yeah, well, yeah. We get to- that kid's good. He's really good. Yeah, bro, he's really tough. And, well, I trained with him, my girlfriend, and Michael, little Michael. He's a blue belt, juvenile, really talented. So, I mean, I've been able to get some rounds here and there, but honestly, we, we've been trying to stay away from, you know, people and social distancing. Nice. What's the scene like in Virginia in general? We've been hearing a lot from people in California and New York, but I don't think I've talked to anybody out in Virginia. Is it pretty locked down? People? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty chill. People are staying home, but not as bad as New York and and, and Cali. That's why I, I'm kind of happy be, being here right now because uh, there's nothing much happening over there. There's some stuff that I'm doing, like I go to the warehouse with my girlfriend just to work with her and just hang out with the guys that are there. But, you know, there's a little gym, uh, workout gym and mats in the Massey Supplements headquarters. So I hang out there and I train. I know the guys are pretty smart and they're social distancing, so I uh, feel pretty safe there. So how do you like the experience of traveling out to compete this last weekend? It was kind of weird, man, because... <laughs> Airport was like pretty empty, and I mean, the airports are pretty big, so you get space. And so everybody was sitting away from each other like they normally do, but uh, you only see less amount of people, and I think there's less flights and all of that. It's funny, everybody, uh, like you and Roberto, both showing up with the shaved heads. There's no barber shops open. Everybody just went with the easy route, just shaved their head. <laughs> okay, I, I, here's the thing. Roberto did it first, for the record. And we didn't even talk about it. He just did it. Uh, he's in New York, right? I'm here in Virginia right now. And I went to a Gudo's house, you know. Uh, yeah, this is a Gudo's, my friend. And so I was like, yeah. He's like, Papi, I'm a barber. Trust me. I know how to do this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go. I, I, I think I know. I think I believe you. So then he starts, he starts, he starts. And then I kind of like, okay, it feels good. And then he's like, trim me here a little bit. And pop, I feel like a little mistake there. And then I was like, you know what, bro? Let's just not talk about it. Shake my head. Shave my head. I don't care. New beginnings. <laughs> so that's kind of how it went. Well, you're, you look like you're built for battle. Um, what was the vibe like for you at, at like the weigh-ins and checking in? Is It has to be super different from any other fight-to-win experience for you. Well, everybody was, again, social distancing, and we couldn't do the face-off and all of that. Uh, the doctors were checking us if we have any temperature or ask us questions if we present any symptoms within 15 days or a month. And that was it. We, as soon as we waited in, we were asked, we were told to please leave the venue, you know, cause there's no time to hang out right now. Right now it's everything like straight to business. business. You go waiting, take your picture, interview with Flo, out and next. And I kind of like it that way, to be honest, because uh, and. Uh, so a lot of people at the same time in those venues, it gets you stressed out, and you don't. I don't really feel like hanging out with anybody before a tournament, you know, through to be sure. told, especially things. Speaking of weigh-ins, what do you, at, at weigh-ins you told me that I was your lucky charm, but you also told me that Chase is bad luck for you. Can you explain, <laughs> can you can you explain well, that? To Chase me? can tell that for himself, right? What happened the first roll, the very first roll? As soon as I step out of the airplane, what happened, Chase? Uh, we may have had a minor knee injury go down there. You heard him? You heard Johnny? I, I took him out, man. I, I, <laughs> he's so, no, man. He's wrestling. He's so strong that he, I don't know. I was trying to defend him. My knee just went like, 
We were doing uh, – so the only time I ever get injured too is when we go straight into like what we call wall work at the gym, which is like kind of like a shark tank drilling situation, uh, positional sparring. And everyone just goes hard as fuck. But it's sometimes the beginning of like the rolling, so you're not quite warmed up yet. And, you know, I had to ever train with Johnny. His side is fired up and uh, came up for like a (laughs) – I came up for a single leg and we just kind of slipped on the mat. I forget what happened, but his knee buckled a little bit and I felt terrible. I still feel terrible, but thankfully it seems like he's recovering. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I I, I said this is a joke. You know, uh, you guys are are my favorites and – I, as soon as I got there, I just want to roll with you because we, we've been around so in so many different places and doing jiu-jitsu for a competition, but not actually getting to do the, the fun part of it, which is like sure. preparing, training, you know, training. And we got a good training over there. I stayed there for 21 days in, in Paragon, Austin, and I just love it. The level is high, and, you know, it was good that, uh, that all these guys have this exposure with me because I was able to answer a lot of questions from guys like Micah, or like Laura, they're there. So it was it was pretty fun experience. I love there. Uh, I think I, I'm gonna go back soon. Oh, sick man, we had a great time having you out there. And um, Johnny, are you are you Studio Seventy Six now? Is that what you're repping these days? Okay, well, thank you for asking because I think it's a good opportunity to address this situation. And and give me a second because this is kind of like. <sighs> so I've been with Alliance for ten for eleven years. From white belt to black belt, and my first degree. Okay, uh, in the past five years, I trained with Cobrini and Lucas Dupree uh, for camps and preparation for big tournaments. You know, and of course, Gacho here in the United States is also Alliance. Was Alliance, my bad. And my whole team back home eventually some parts split out, and now Gacho decided to step aside and. Honestly, I don't have any beef with anybody from Alliance. I love everybody from Alliance. Uh, they they really treat me like family. Some some did, some did not. And at the end of the day, uh, it's just business. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm officially Studio 76. Uh, it's a hard decision to make because, you know, I have a lot of ties with people from Alliance and but at this point, my friend Francisco Turaldo left Alliance and we were being matched multiple times for uh, Pan Am's brackets and all of that. So that's one example, right? And then, well, last year I had to open to Lepre for seniority. And I totally get it, you know, but at this point I won words. I think it's time to to get Ecuadorians together and whoever wants to jump into the train because the whole idea of the team is not having flags. It's just go roll with whoever your friend is. And in these past five years, I have friends from Alliance and I have friends from Atos. I have friends from Clark Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I have friends from Team Fabio Clemente, who used to be Alliance. Some friends in MMG, some friends in Unity. And honestly, I was limiting myself to visit these places because I was like, kind of like feeling weird about the Jiu-Jitsu politics, you know? How do they get? Uh, My my girlfriend is on the ring, BJJ, so I have nothing to do with Alliance, uh, you know? At this point, it was more like I have to follow my friends and my family and, you know, just move on. It's hard. It's hard. It was a hard decision. I didn't say anything to anybody. The people just assumed that I left. And I was like, well, I'll navigate through this. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they say. But, yeah, man, I left Alliance. I think today is the day I say officially. Uh, I'm no longer part of the Alliance affiliation, I guess. Uh, my black belt was signed by my professor Soluso and the IBGF. He's a fifth-degree black belt on their alliance. 
well, now I guess I'll be on the regacho the way it's yeah. meant to be. Making a, I, I, like I'm a... really because Ecuador it mostly is alliance and you know, I don't want them to think like, oh, because you're an alliance, you can't train with me. And I'm kind of like over this mindset and mentality that they impregnate us 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's time to change. I, I mean, two months, three months ago, I was training with Dante, who is the GF team. And, you know, at this point, just whatever. If you if you think I'm your friend before when I was alliance, that shouldn't change now after I'm not alliance, I guess. Absolutely. You guys making like right. an Ecuador, Ecuador top team? It's a <laughs> ETT. A, I love it. ETT. There you go. Uh, but what? What? How did you feel going into this fight with Ethan? I know you were you were pretty emotional going into it. You felt people were underestimating you. There had been some talk online. What were your thoughts going into this match? Well, uh, I'm not pretty used to the trash talk online, you know. And 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 lately, you know, since the quarantine, I kind of like exchange words with with Your Majesty. Pardon. <laughs> I like that. You know, I, I, I was just joking around a little bit and saying something that I saw from the t- tournament fanatics. Uh, but, you know, being a smart move, you know, thinking as a marketing, talk, talking with Gordon, exchanging words with Gordon puts you on some spot, you know, and he got a big following. So I was like, I'm just going to trash talk him a little bit, see what, he's, what he says to me back. And, well, he started a, a bunch of rants here and there, and we exchanged words. And then eventually Seth just asked me to fight it. And so I was like, oh, that's... Kind of a good opportunity to kind of like get to roll with one of the dudes that train with him and, you know, prove him that I'm not scrub because I lost some overtime with Jonathan Gracie, who is one of the best grapplers around. So he was kind of like trash talking Jonathan Gracie and trash talking me, you know, for losing both of us to Ethan. So then I, 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 you guys gave him a podcast now. So he was talking with Ethan and, well, they were saying that they weren't too worried about me being a dangerous uh, grappler because it seems that I'm more a positional fighter. And to be honest, uh, uh, if you really see me fight with the gi, you know I'm always going 100% to the kill, and sometimes I get killed because of that. So I'm very a submission-oriented fighter. And I think they didn't know that. I have a ankle lock, a modified estima lock on my name nowadays, (laughs) and a bunch of DVDs with that. So I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a bold statement to underestimate me. Uh, I won words. I proved that, you know, I'm on the level of any black belt. Uh, it's a world champion, you know. Johnny, did you uh, immediately gain a bunch of fans after Gordon kind of called you out? I feel like so many people hate Gordon that they'll just jump on whoever he's talking trash about as a, someone that they like. <laughs> so people were like, yeah, it's fun. And Honestly, my, 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 my friends and family were like, don't even waste your time on that. It's not really good uh, change. It's bad vibes. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So that's why I kind of stopped because I really admire his job, you know. He's a double goal at ADCC. Uh, he's American, so he's like, he's against the mainstream, you know, which is the Brazilians. Uh, not saying that there's a, a fight, I mean, but there is somewhat uh, of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and American Jiu-Jitsu nowadays, so... I feel like I'm in between that with Roberto and, and well, now Raul that decided to stand up for, for Ecuador and, and create this team, which is like pretty much open, you know, no flags, just whoever wants to train, comes to train. Raul has a, a lot of opportunities for camps and seminars in, in Latin America. So 
you know, Ecuador is a beautiful place to visit, and he's been putting camps together and taking like people like Lepri and putting money on their pockets. You know, it's a good opportunity. So I feel like uh, he was limiting himself to you know certain group of people, and now he's he's we are the own thing, we're on our own thing, so we can bring whoever wants to go train, whoever wants to travel and visit Galapagos Island. Uh, the coast in Ecuador is just beautiful as California, and it's not as cold. So there's so many. Uh, pros on, on you know all these things so johnny we've got the oh, uh, the match going here and uh, already some crazy exchanges you know uh how did ethan's technique feel you know talk us through some of these positions and, and what's going on uh, I, I don't really like to 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 say much about my opponents uh before the fight because i just like to go and, and do the thing but I knew who he was. I saw him fight, and I was kind of happy for him for beating the guy that beat me the day of, of the bracket that he won with Oliver Taz at the closeout. Uh, I saw him rolling, and then now I felt him rolling, and then he feels he feels really technical, you know, for a, for a, for a lighter guy because he was like 15 pounds under or something like that. Uh, he's really technical. Uh, I figured out that he was he was fighting already some dudes that I fought last year in the in my division. And beating them, so I was like, "Oh wow, I guess that's it." He's like very technical, so I gotta be careful with with his changes. And and I saw a little bit of his fights on the uh, fanatic, so I was able to kind of like be ready or knew what what to expect on that moment on the fight. And well, here here I'm playing a lot of guard retention. He was doing this scoop thing with like this tight drag thing that I'm pretty comfortable with because Corinna used to make us do that thing a lot so we kind of like we got the system down when it comes to defend those positions and I think I throw him off I threw him off a lot because of playing the chair guard chase that we were working so much in Austin for that's right I recognize for, it man for, it's it's a uh, you see it throughout this whole match and it's a good counter for dealing with the float pass is, is that correct like if you get a little bit uh a little scoot away just slightly from them so yeah, it, totally. That the chair guard is very like, it's everywhere, man. It's on mantis guard, it's on seventy thirty, it's on 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 sit up guard, single leg X guard. Uh, so, for example, right now I hear this is like, no, this is not the one. The second heel hook attempt, it was pretty close. That that I was like, oof. But the chair guard is kind of like off balancing. If the guy's leaning forward. You just kick him over you, and that makes him, you know, lose his balance, kind of like almost roll forward. And if the guy is sitting back and putting his weight, uh, kind of like I call that the negative, mm-hmm. where like you're not too much into my guard, but you're not too far away, it's kind of like you're on the negative. So when that happens, you push them, you push them in the, in that direction to their backs. And if they're leaning forward, then you bring them over. So I was playing with that a lot, that reaction, and then kiss of the dragon and all of those things. He was doing a good good kiss of the dragon as well. Yeah. So, uh, man, nothing, nothing, nothing but respect for the guy. Uh, he's a talent. I think I was just able to to surprise him a lot with the leg lock changes. I think he he wasn't expecting me to to play footsies with him at all. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, he's not really known as one of the best leg lockers on our team. He's definitely more of the triangle Kamara guy. But you have to assume he thought he had a strong advantage. Because of who he trains with, um, he did. He did seem to be a little bit surprised. Yeah, then, then after this, he, he kind of stops playing leg locks because he's like, uh, uh, "This is not gonna take me anywhere." I think he, this is when he was like, "Okay, time to change the strategy." Uh, 
I mean, I know Fight to Win, man. This, uh, this is my fifth time on the stage. And this is the thing. They give you one point if you get a slam. So, hey, Edwin, if I try to slam you on Fight to Win last time we fought, it was because I knew that was a point. If not, I wouldn't waste my time on slam you. I would have tried, tried to stack past you. Which, you know, next time we fight for the title, the 170 title, we might fight. So, for the Nogi one, let's see who's who. Anyway, continue. Uh, you get a, a slam point for for uh, for that, and then some weak submissions attempts are one two, and solid submissions attempts are like three points. It's not like it's a thing like they're they're counting, but that's kind of how they calculate it, you know, because it's just who tries to submit the most in fight to win. Yeah. And I lost to this style already. I lost to this. I lost to Peter Frank, my first fight to win ever. He went a straight ankle lock, knee bar, straight ankle lock, toe hold, knee bar, straight and and in that loop. And that's why I will say I might see him losing because of the uh, submission, submission change that he might put on me, the traps. Mm. But I knew about his Kimura trap. I saw it against AJ Agasar in the post put, and I was like, well, gracias, gracias, Flo. Thank you so much for the info. <laughs> because I was like, okay, Kimura trap. But Bro, I've been training Nogi with the best in the world, like Corinna and Lepri. Like, Corinna is a two-time or three-times ACC champion. Uh, our camps for Nogi were tough as hell and with refined technique from a Black World World Champion. So I, I don't go there and, and thinking, like, because he's done her dead squad, he's better or anything like that. Because I have, thank God I have gotten the, the best training or preparation, you know, for this. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been, you know, just relaxing. I've been training for years and... I feel like they don't consider that. That's why I said, like, don't underestimate me. I've been preparing myself with the best in the world. It's just about to be my time. Yeah, what was your training like? I mean, you mentioned earlier in the show that things are pretty much shut down. You're getting some some rounds here and there maybe. But did that worry you that you weren't, you know, doing a normal camp? Yes. That, and yes. and did it actually matter when, when the match happened? Did well, you feel different? Johnny's another guy that cut a bunch of weight too, right? You, you were sort of heavy before this, weren't you? Uh, well, so for, for the quarantine, before the quarantine, I was on 167, man. So I was close to lightweight because the balance was two in a week or two weeks. But after this happened, I, I, my training is low down to like nothing. I was barely training once a week with luck and, and every 10 days, sometimes I was just focusing on lifting weights, booking up, healing my, my, my injuries, man. I really got hurt. Uh, last year, uh, I pushed my knee a lot throughout the year until like uh, words I heard. I heard my ankle, my, my, my knee, and my eyebrows. I couldn't train for two weeks afterwards. So I kind of learned how to rest. So I took it off for a little bit, but still drilling. I think I think at this point, when you're a black belt and, and kind of like following people's advice, you, you need to, to, to go left pojada and focus more on a specific training So oh, and drilling. Because that's what sharpens the knife. And that's what I've been doing lately. I've been just doing more positional training. I've been drilling a lot. Uh, before the fight, I went to the gym with a guru and we drilled for like 30 minutes and then we spar for 20 minutes. And then Agudo felt solid, bro. So anyways. <laughs> he's a big boy sometimes. Like, Man, he's like 190. <laughs> so he's like... <laughs> So before quarantine, I was 167, and then I was like 182. So when Seth called me for the fight, man, I wasn't training that much. I was just watching videos and lifting weights. That's why around minute five or six into the fight, I was kind of like, I think he hit me on the jaw, and I was like, I'm going to take this for a second to relax. 
because damn this guy feels like he's been training he he felt like he's still training with like tough guys i was like that's why he's not stopping he you see you see him going like it was a pretty good exchange like i said so mm -hmm. now i feel like people are less scared like they're just tired of waiting for someone to give a heads up to open gym so we're training on the dl with like selective group of people and that's it like i said this group small group of people are happier with them i was drilling everything i tried on the, on on needing nice and it worked pretty well man i i respect the dude i don't i don't i don't really have bad luck with him or anything i, I just didn't like too much the trash talk but it's part of it i guess there was a i think it was already passed a while yeah definitely passed a while ago there was there was at one point uh, Almost knee bar. There was one point where he had a looked like a sort of a deep heel hook on, on you. Was there any ever yes, any point? If we could rewind a little bit, it's it kind of he goes for a heel hook and then he lets go and comes up for a for a for a takedown or something like that. Yeah, Here, I don't know. Guys, I don't know if we can rewind, but did it did it feel deep? Did you feel like danger on your leg yeah, or whatever? Yeah, that's the one that I was scared of. That's the submission that I was like, oh shit. It, yeah. That's the one. I told him after the fight, I was like, damn, bro, like you. He, Craig Jones saved me. Oh yeah, how did what happened there? Oh, Craig Jones said, "Bro, uh, February, I saw him at Legion because I have this Keenan's poncho. I don't know if you ever heard about this story. Well, I took Keenan's poncho and now I gave him back. No, Keenan I never heard yeah. of poncho. I've been seeing about <laughs> this. On, I've been poncho. seeing about this online about how Keenan's <laughs> saying, give me, that, back, right? get, well, give me back, give me back my poncho, poncho Johnny Tama. Yeah, but for <laughs> poncho." Uh, a, a, a fan sent sent it to him. Anyways, I, I, I held it for a little bit because I was in New York and I had to move to Cali for him. But anyways, uh, Craig was there and I was like, "Hey, I brought the poncho, but Kina wasn't there." But Craig, can I ask you a couple questions? I'm going to fire overtime because I never done that. So can I pick up your brain some stuff? And then man, Craig gave me like I think a thousand dollars worth of percent of, of techniques, <laughs> and and I learned, man. And and he explained that when you're in a heel hook deep you know you gotta focus on on making your your, your foot down like a ballerina foot and kind of like push it into the thing and then use your other leg to kind of like open it interesting and it worked and i was like god damn it because <laughs> there was a moment where i was like i should just stop but i didn't feel it on my knee i felt it on my and my ankle so i was like i can take ankle knee i don't think yeah that's the scary part, though. It's it's in the ankle, then all of a sudden it jumps up, and you're like, "Shit, that <laughs> got my knee." <laughs> yeah, it was. I was nervous, like I said, because of the. Oh my god, what happened here? We got you back. I got a okay. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, you were nervous. No, I was like, no, I was like, thank God, because I was about to tap, to be honest, for a second, but I didn't want to, man. I. I'm flexible. I can take some pain, but heel hooks, it scares me. Yeah. Like at uh, Nogi Wards in semifinals, Kaloy took my foot home, man. Like, yeah, that was a tough was, run, the goal there. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I feel like people people think uh, I'm not that good because sometimes I have like these peaks and valleys performance, but, you know, I've be, I been in this scenario for like a long time and, and I've beaten and I lost. I have been and I've lost to the best in the world. So I feel like I'm, I'm pretty much on the same level. It's just, it was about time to, to get, you know, my opportunities and, and, you know, just do the thing. On that note, uh, Johnny, is there anyone that you want to have a match against? You know, super fights are coming back. You're on a hot streak I here. I fight with a gi. I don't want no gi fights. <laughs> Sorry for that. I'm a gi guy. Who do you want to uh, fight in the gi? 
anyone, man, anyone in my division who is down to fight, go for a scrap, 170, 175, whatever you guys want, I'm down to fight anyone. Uh, I don't really have... Guys, I don't really follow much of the guys, but my favorites are like Dante or GT Torres, even Lepree. Like, those are the guys that are, like, I look up to and I have to beat because, you know, they're, they're in the best in the world, so I have to prove myself. You know, that's kind of like names that I have in my, in my, in my head. All of them, I love them. They're great people. You know, I, I hang out with them. And it's just, at this point, I feel like we're just meeting places and just doing training. But, you know, to win. <laughs> For sure. So why do you only want gi ones, man? You got your, your biggest accomplishment in your career was winning Black Belt No Gi World Championship. Now, now you just want to go to gi fights? I mean, I always, I always want to do both. But yeah. uh, I'll prefer you know? I mean, whatever Seth gave me, to be honest, or Turco's. Uh, there's a bunch of fights and things that I want to do with the gi, and all, another one's with the nogi. It sells better. I understand people love nogi because there's no stalling, and I actually hate that that part because people stall really hard with the gi. It's easier. There's more to hang to it. So, I mean, right. I want to do gi. So I don't know. I, I kind of miss the fact that we don't we don't have words this year yet. So last year I placed. Five. I, I made it to quarters, man. I felt like I was going to win. And the guys on the podium, I'm beating all of them at least once. So I feel like my time was about to come. And this year, they canceled words off. Like, really sad. Mm. Yeah, you were really I, in the corner. I didn't want to do no gi until after the gi words because I just like to focus on one thing. Uh, can we talk more about how you stole Keenan's poncho? You sort of uh, <laughs> lost over that one. I want to I I hear this story a little bit more about it. Well, I get to the bottom of this. I don't know, but Keenan got this poncho from someone. Okay, this person sent it to Keenan. And then we were at Pan Am's Nogi. And I tried to, this kid didn't talk to Keenan because I don't know, man. Keenan sometimes is kind of unreachable. And, anyways, the kid didn't give it to Keenan. So I was like, well, if he's not going to take it, I'll take it. So I took it with me to Cali. And then he was like, Kinitama, where's my poncho? Give it to me. So I was like, well, bro. I'll see you in San Diego when I'm back. And then it took like two, three months to like figure out where one of the other was because Kina is always traveling. I'm always traveling. So, so like I give it to him. But even the day I went to give it to him, he wasn't there. So he got this so point. And he's like, you know, he was all cool. But okay. I think I think that the, the, this girl that loved him sent it to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. All right, so Johnny, we're gonna let you go. We're gonna go to our next guest that we got coming on is uh, AJ Agazarm. So right uh, I will talk to you later. Thanks so much for calling in, Johnny. See you later, Johnny. Congrats on the win, dude. Go bless, guys. Stay safe. Yep. Good to see y'all. See you. Thanks. So we managed to, to secure AJ. We're not sure if to the, down to the wire there on yeah, getting him in here. I still don't see him. I don't. Uh, but uh, all right, so yeah, interesting stuff from Johnny. Uh, cool to hear him. Alright, here's AJ. AJ, what's going on, man? Hey. Where are you at? Back in California? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Loud and clear. You get us? How you doing, man? I tell you, dude, Skype, they got this whole weird thing going on. We're trying to get on a Skype call. Is that why everyone's using Zoom? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the difference uh, between Yeah, the our setup doesn't allow Zoom, so we gotta go back to the dark ages of Skype. How's it going, oh, man? You back home in California? Free. Why does it look all blurry? How do I fix that? I don't know. You got Seth did that when he called in too. There's some sort of uh, setting to make your background blurry, but I wouldn't worry about it. 
Were you at Stockton? It no, it looks fine. Looks all right. Yeah, some people do that because they think it looks cool or something. That's uh, good. Yeah, but uh, I, I figured you did right, that on purpose. It doesn't bother you, then I'm fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, you in Stockton right now? Um, yeah, it's, it's Sacramento actually. I'm at uh, College Cyclery. Putting a uh, putting mountain bike together, getting ready to do a, a few uh, rides this week. I got um, I got a century, I got a century ride planned for Saturday. So gearing up for that, I'm gonna be hitting um, Auburn, Auburn Mountain up here a little bit. So, so a century ride is what? It's a, it's a, go ahead. Century ride is what? It's a hundred miles or a hundred kilometers? What is? It's, yeah, hundred miles. Jeez. AJ, are you doing uh, any triathlons or anything coming up soon? I saw that you've really been diving into that world a lot lately. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's what that's what I was just going to mention. How, how, how's it going, Chase? You doing all right? Doing good, man. Good to see you. Life's yeah. all right. I think I'm going to see you out there in Dallas, but you guys Next said, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, doing good. Good to see you. you put, what's that? You sent your other crew. Uh, yeah, we, we sent Michael over here. He's running the show no, these and days. Spay. Spay, uh, oh, and Spay. And Spay. Spay is the one who interviewed him, the guy from Flo Wrestling. Spay's yeah. a trip, man. He's yeah. a fun guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, you could tell he's really passionate. <clears throat> that's that's really what, what's lacking, in I think, in the jiu-jitsu um, community versus the wrestling community. There is a big there is a big gap, but it was cool to be – it was cool to be out there and do that thing. But, yeah, I'm doing triathlons. I would be doing more races and, and tries, but everything's been, been shut down because of, because of uh, the COVID-19. So that's why, you know, I do that to stay in shape for the real thing, which is fighting and getting ready to do, um, you know, a fight camp, that sort of thing. So those are a great way to kind of test myself and challenge myself. That's the same way I look at these jujitsu matches. So, you know, hey, if I'm not doing anything, might as well stay busy and, and get some reps in, and uh, then you know let that let that help me for the real thing, which is a fight, because fighting is really the most important thing. Yeah. So I think some of the big news this weekend was uh, you want to have a wrestling match with Gordon. Well, I mean, he just had a wrestling match, right? Yeah, Pat Downey. Yeah, Pat Downey. He got he got he got tech fall. A bunch of my, a bunch of my college buddies over at Ohio State were like, "Dude, this dude is the freaking worst wrestler they ever seen." They couldn't believe it. I guess he teched him in like thirty seconds or something like that. Yeah, pretty quick. I think it just like uh, two minutes or less. Yeah. Yeah, they had like a grappling match that went like twenty minutes or thirty minutes, and then yeah, uh, yeah, Downey teched him really quick. Uh, which oh, I mean, no surprise. I mean, Downey teched uh, Nicky Rod pretty quick too. Uh, how do you think a wrestling match would go between you and Gordon? Yeah, he's just on another level. But, I mean, he's a world team member, so yeah. I guess there's kind of really no shame in that. But then then again, he kind of runs his mouth like he he is like a world team member for, for, for jiu-jitsu or even in wrestling, and he's not. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, but he, so he already got destroyed by Downing. So it's like, well, how is it appealing to me? It's definitely not good for him. He doesn't want to go against me in a wrestling match. I'm I'm – I'm not a world team member like Downey, and I'm way much less. It's a, it's a stupid idea for him. Do you think he'll so, take the match? No, I, he, I think it's a bad look for him, and he knows that. He, so he, he was kind of running his mouth about my wrestling and critiquing it on, on his little show, which, hey, 
you know what? You need something to do. You need something to talk about. I get it. I do a lot of stuff, and you got to, you know, a lot of stuff that you can kind of pull from, and, and you know, it, it, it helps you this, that, and the other. But it's like, uh, don't speak on a subject matter you absolutely know nothing about. And on top of it, don't speak on a subject matter you just got teched. I don't I mean it's Pat Downey, sure, but he's fucking tough as nails. But it's just like, haven't you learned your lesson already? You got not only did you get teched by him, you got dropped on your dome by. Uh, <laughs> by uh, um, Penn State dude, what's his name? Oh Nickel. Mm-hmm. Oh Nickel, yeah, yeah. And he had a, he had a real impressive college. You know, God, I wish I would have seen that match run, ran back again between him and Miles Martin. But that's another story. So I, I don't think that he'll ever. I mean, he he did go on and say I'll never have a match, but that's kind of his way of saying like, okay, uh, I called him out for his crap. I I even I even tried to spruce up the pot, spot a pot a little bit and offered ten thousand dollars of my own money and it's like now you realize that when it comes down to business you ain't so tough anymore huh? Uh, that's so one of his that, favorite. That was my takeaway out of it. That's one of his favorite things to do is to throw his own money out there and call guys cowards. It might have been weird for him to have it play out that way. <laughs> right? You probably didn't expect it. You're right, Chase. That's fucking so, hilarious. So and then what? His uh, Gordon replied. Uh, Something in an Instagram story saying that he would bet money against you if you fight Nikki or Gary Tony. Is that correct? Yeah, is that is that what he said, right? Something yeah, like that. I think he was like, okay, he would... so not only are you so afraid, you're gonna deflect it and try to put it on somebody else, like this is gonna win your battle. No, dude. I wanna beat your ass. And if it were if it were really up to me, I would put your ass in a cage, but I know you would never do that. So you first off you were talking about how you're you're the best, you know, you, you my wrestling is this and my wrestling is that and what you were doing wrestling and First off, you you sit on your ass in all your matches, and it's the most boring. I think Flow Wrestling shared it the other day. I was laughing with Piles and and uh, my uh, you know my buddies over at the Ohio State. They're like they were critiquing the match between him and uh, the other dude for for the ADCC, and they said it looked so bad. But that's the problem, and that's the problem that I think I had with the fight to win, is it forces me to parterre. It forced me to parterre, which. If it were up to me, I would like to start it and and you know antagonize the match from the from the feet and let it work to the mat to the mat. I had to pull early on, and that's kind of what messed me up because then I got behind and I had tried to play the rest of the match being catch up. But he did a really good job at stopping me. But at that point, it was just it was all it was all parterre exchanges, and unlike unlike. Uh, wrestling you have it's different you're forced to be on your feet and you have two guys working for the takedown within the confines of the mat that's on an elevated stage not only that it's just like you know when can he pull he can pull and sit to his butt whenever he wants so it completely changes the dynamic of standing of stand fighting um or stand you know standing grappling yeah in this case because there's no striking involved so um you know i i don't know it's it's always going to be one of those things. And that's why fighting always takes precedence because it's two guys in a cage. You got nowhere to run and there's strikes, there's wrestling, there's judo. There's, it's all mixed martial arts and you have nowhere to go. And when it, when it comes out on top, it's, it's pretty clear and cut. Usually you get a, you know, a controversial ref decision here and there, but um, it's tough. It's tough for me with that last match because I had, you know, I had to give up some position. I had to expose myself in order to try to gain another position because I was down off the get-go because I pulled guard and he got a little, you know, a little position and, and he got a lead and he milked the lead. He's a very, he's a wonderful tactician, Kishino. 
and uh, he he's been competing a long time. He's got over two hundred matches, so he's no he's no in terms of strategy, he's one of the best there is. Um, so he got ahead, and I I think that you know he forced it to be on the mat after that point, and and I had to play catch up, so I had to risk those positions. But it's submission only. There's it should only be a the winner should only be determined by a submission. Yeah, I was in an omoplata, and yeah, I was in, he had my arm, and yeah, he was attacking my neck, but. He didn't finish any one of those. The only thing that saved him was time. Other than that, it's just like, okay, I'll continue to work past your, you know, your, your, your half-assed submission attempts until I can get a position on you and catch up to where, you know, you kind of caught me off guard in the beginning because I had to pull guard because, you, you know, it's like, where's, where's the, the match going to draw the line? I don't know. It's just, it's tough because I come from a wrestling background, but I also come from a jiu-jitsu background, and it's like, you know, it's, it's blending the two. Either way, I'm really I was I was excited about that match because it 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 put it got things in motion. People are all talking about jujitsu again. <laughs> My feed's blowing up. Yeah. AJ, I wanted to ask you, man. It, it's been a while since we've seen you compete in the gi. I know you still train in the gi regularly, but how'd that feel? I mean, it didn't go your way, but did it feel good to put on the the pajamas again? <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, it's tough for me to call them pajamas because that that to me is the true essence of what jujitsu is, and it's just like you know you have guys like. And it was funny because there I was walking out <laughs> with nunchucks in my gi. And then after the gi, after a, after a gi match at Black Belt with one of the best black belts in the world today, I called someone else out in a, in a soul wrestling match. In a, in a folk style, put wrestling shoes on, put a singlet on, let's go do it that way. If not, then put your gloves on and let's fight. And he doesn't want to do that. He's scared. So then I think that <laughs> I already defeated you. You're done. You're, you're, you're a coward. You either take them at you, do it, or, or shut the hell up and, and get out of the way. And, and that, to me, where, is where everything's at. Um, I, I'd like to run it back with, with Kishino, but I want to do it in a no-time limit, no limit format. I think that you know, I had to give some, give some – uh, I had to take some risk in that and to, to, to really, truly decide who, who the winner is. I want submission only, and I want no time limit. So let's do it, Kish. You know, if you let's run it back in Austin. He's not that far. He's in Phoenix. I know. He, you know, he's doing his thing with his academy. He's trying to get things going. But um, <laughs> look at him. Look at him after that match. You interviewed him, uh, Michael. How was he after the match? He was tired. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, you he's you were definitely and breathe. You were you were you were the guy. Who showed up the best shape for fight to win this last this last week? There, there, there's no question about that. Uh, everybody at weigh-in said that they were in shape, but then you saw them starting to gas out a little bit. I mean, you've been doing all your bike rides and everything, so you you probably been training harder than everybody I'd imagine. So you're looking at at no time limit matches. Well, I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's either that or a fight. You know, you want to you want to tell me that you win because why you 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 had you had these half-assed uh, submission attempts within the time frame. I'm already past the wrestling. It's like I already, you know, you don't want to do the wrestling match. Okay, fine. I, I win. You, 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 you're, you're refusing. So let's run it back with Kishino. No time limit, submission only. Uh, fight to win in Austin, Texas. So if if Kishino is not an option, is there any other matches you'd be looking at? Anybody else you're interested in, in competing with? I know for a fact that Kishino would would uh, would take that no time limit match because he wanted the submission, and you know. Here, here's a little thing. It's, it's like it's, it's tough to. 
it's it's a really it's it's the smallest it's the smallest margin when you know you're you're working with real close real close proximity sometimes it's like skydiving when i'm skydiving you know even the littlest movements of my hand can turn me tumbling and i could be flipping and out of position and i can't pull or i have to get stable and then pull or at the worst case scenario i have to be unstable and pull and then hopefully my parachute doesn't tangle or i'll have to cut away and then if i cut away then i have to pull my Reserve parachute opens up, so um, there's a lot of cause and effect. But with that, they're like, "Oh, you know, he got you there." Like, well, I had to, I had to give my arm. You know, I did that in my last fight. It's like, okay, I give my arm for another pot and hopes to gain a pass, or you know, I spin out and take his back, things like that. That's what makes it exciting. Um, but I think when you look at what he was going through, he had all those submission attempts, but they all failed. He didn't complete one a single one of them. So it's kind of like you look at the stats in a fight. You know, you see the guy had 15 takedowns and zero of them were finished. Well, he had, what, 10, 10, you know, maybe he had probably two solid submission, three solid submission attempts, and maybe 10 altogether. None of them, none of them finished. So how can we do that? Well, let's cut the, let's cut the clock and let's, let's see who the real winner is. Or... Put your gloves on and let's fight. But don't tell me that you're, you know, you just won because you, you beat the clock and you got the little nuance of the rules. I also don't like the fact that, you know, it doesn't honor, it doesn't, it doesn't respect some position. Like in the beginning of the match, you saw me, if it were an IBJJF match, I would have never let my guard get past. But I, I did that because it's just like there's no penalty for me to let my guard get past. In a fight, I'm never going to, you know, I don't want people to have my back and I don't want people to be mountains. So you don't see me giving up that position in the just match because that's the value that the IBJJF teaches you. It teaches you a value of position. And, um, you know, you see that in some of the more experienced jujitsu competitors and fighters, MMA fighters. You'll never see that from a guy like freaking uh, um, Nitwit. What's his name? Gordon. You'll never see that from him. He's a, he's a he's a singular. Um, he's, he's not a complete martial artist. To me, being a complete martial artist is having wrestling, having box striking, having jujitsu, being able to to improvise and implement on the go, being able to to deal with adversity and 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 not get you know defeated. So, I think if it were a real MMA fight, there would be a lot of black belts, quote unquote, that would be in trouble. And that's the most important thing to me. So if we're going to do it and, you know, there's no Bellator fights right now. So since there, there are also no triathlons I can do because all this COVID-19. But Seth wants to keep these fight to win matches going. Well, let's run it back with Cashino and let's do no time limit. <laughs> look, like at the, look, uh, yeah, look at like the For sure. Uh, so you're talking about a folk style match with Gordon, huh? Yeah, I was talking about a folk style. Freestyle can be... Greco, it doesn't matter. He's the, right. he's he's inefficient in everything, and so, I get why he doesn't want to take a match with me because it, it's going to be it's going to be bad for him when he gets destroyed. So let's uh, <laughs> how, how's the match go? Let's say you you and Gordon got the shoes on, the singlets. You guys line up for a, a folk style wrestling match. How do you think this match goes? What's the most humiliating thing that you can do to a guy in a wrestling match? Splato, probably. Splato. I'll splato him. On a shot. Straight up. Pyle said it best. I mean, he, he, he's the one that told me, he's like, he's like, 
Pat Downey's a world team member, so it's like, oh, there's no, you know. It's kind of like me throwing on a gi. I'm an MMA guy, right? Technically, I'm an MMA guy. But it's like me. I'm throwing on a gi. Throwing on a gi, and I'm going against one of the best, highest competitors in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu today. But, you know, there was no submission in the submission-only match. Who really lost? Who really lost? Because I had to, I had to give some, some position. So, like I said, no time limit. Submission-only, me and Cachino. When's their next Austin show? That's going to be their first Austin show. Yeah, uh, June 5th. Right. June 5th. June 5th and 6th. He's doing another, another doubleheader. And, you know, it was weird or whatever having an audience, but um, I, I'm just glad that, you know, he was game because he brought it. <laughs> you, you felt that in his voice afterwards, in his breath. He was, he was out of breath, but that's what, it, that's what it takes. I think the rules and the conditions are what over time will change the, the style of the, of the jiu-jitsu matches. The reason why you see a lot of the guys competing the way that they are in the matches you know, uh, transpiring the, the way that they are, are because they're not inclined to do otherwise. No guys are forced to be on their feet, so they're they're standing takedowns and their you know their standing um, positions and attacks are they're non-existent because they never have to worry about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. AJ, we only got a couple minutes left before Cyborg comes on. I want to ask you a question. Um, since you've been dedicating yourself to, to mixed martial arts and had a, a couple fights, has that really reignited the appreciation i mean i don't want to say you ever lost it but of taking a guy down to the ground wrestling offensive you know top game um how has fighting mma changed or affected the way you think about grappling um yeah well even even i mean the way that i kind of look at it yeah it's 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 tough to say i don't know What about your nunchucks? How long have you been wearing? That was one of my favorite <laughs> Bring things. Out the all, nunchucks. That was one of my favorite things all weekend. Still had a transition to nunchucks off that. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been uh, working with those things? You had a whole routine that you went did. did. How long have you been using nunchucks for? Yeah, the, but that was my approach to the my, that was my approach to the performance based event, which is a walkout. You yeah. know, you have a good walkout <clears throat> instead of your traditional just walk. Nothing. It's it's a show. It's not it's not the IBJJF World Championships. You know it's really. You know you saw you saw. Yeah, I saw. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of wonderful jiu-jitsu practitioners over the years that have some incredible dramatic fighters. Cyborg's one of them. You know, I, I've seen that guy competing all up and down Florida. I've seen him doing all these Naga events, all these shows for many, many years. And then here we are in Dallas, Texas, doing this fight to win show. Um, you know, so I know he gets it. For me, it's just like, you know, I, I need to do this to stay in shape and keep things going for, for MMA. I needed to, you know, stay on top of it. And, and I challenged myself against a world-class competitor. Um, but by no means was that result of that match, uh, I think, a, an adequate um, display of, of jujitsu. Um, so I'd like to run it back in Austin and I want to do it no time. I think Seth would be down for that. And I think, I think there are a lot of people out there that want to see me get submitted. So it's like, okay, well cut the, cut the clock off. Yeah. Be on and let's go. I'll, we can no do this all day. 
I spent five and a half hours straight on a bike ride with my heart rate above 140 consistently. You think that you're going to be able to outwork me in a, in a, in a match until submission? Absolutely not. So bring it. Hey, yeah. AJ, really? uh, we got we got to let you go. Cyborg called in now, so we got to move on to our next guest. But I'll catch you guys later, all right? Thanks for calling in, AJ. All See right. You, thank, thank you very much, Peace. AJ. Cyborg, can you hear us? What up, man? What's up, man? Hey, can you turn your phone to the side? Can you turn it sideways? This. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you, bro. Finished a session. What have you been doing? Jiu-jitsu? What are you doing? Man, no. Uh, yeah, I was doing jiu-jitsu now. Okay. Every day now, like, I got this new routine, man, that I love it. I'm waking up like I was never a, 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 an early person, right? Yeah. So because of COVID now, I start every day. I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I go run and work out at like very early morning. Man, this is a life-changing experience for me. Like it was so cool. Well, like one of the greatest things that like it has happened to me during during this pandemic was exactly the the habits that I've changed and I love it. I don't think I could do that, man. I'm definitely not a morning guy. Dude, I started work I started waking up I started waking up later because of this thing. I, I, what are the habits that you changed? Uh Overall, like, what are what are some of the habits that you've changed because of COVID that that you're happy about? Man, this this is the number one because of because of that many you know like you got to change many many other things, right? Um, I was someone who always like I, I like to be organized. The audio there. Hey, cyborg, hold on one second. We, we lost uh, the audio. We lost somehow. your audio. I think you're back. Okay, you're back now. Yeah, we're good. Sorry, good? brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're good now. So you said you like to be organized. That's when we lost you. Yeah. So, so like, but I, I always used to wake up like around 8.30 in the morning. And then I had to eat, do my, do my things, but I was always in a rush, you know? So changing the time, man, like I have so much time to do everything I want or I need before noon. So I start, I, I wake up very early now, like 6, 6.30, I'm waking up. I organize the house, um, make bed, clean dishes, clean the house, like whatever thing that I have to like to organize in the house, I do it very early. So by the time I hit, I, I come back home, my, my house organized already, you know? And then I go do my cardio. That's another thing that, uh, man, for many years, I, I didn't run, right? And I, like, man, I have had four knee surgeries already. And because of that too, I always had on my mind that I wasn't I wasn't um, supposed to run, right? But after ADCC, uh, Maggie and I we went to Hawaii, and we stayed on this hotel there in Oahu, in North Shore. That the treadmills were right in the front of the water it was the most beautiful view ever. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna have to run, right? I'm gonna have to start running. So like right on that vacation, I started running. And I ran for like what two weeks. I ran every day, and I loved it, right? But when I came back to Miami, I stopped with the habit. Well, now I got back into it. So I wake up every day. I do like I go to the gym. I run and I work out right after. I do a circuit workout right after with Maggie, you know. And man, this is amazing. My gas tank is to the roof. I believe that has helped me so much, you know. Yeah, you and um, I believe that. The, yeah, that this habit is that something that really 
um, I believe that changed a, a, like a lot of me. I really love it. Cyborg, uh, speaking of being in great shape, you looked phenomenal uh, in your match there on, on Saturday. Yeah, let's roll that match and talk about the event as a whole. This, uh, yeah. I just want to get your thoughts on the whole experience. You know, it's, it's probably pretty weird for you as someone that's done competitions all over the world in every kind of venue imaginable. This has to stand out. It's a pretty unique situation competing during COVID-19 and traveling. How was it all, well, the experience for you? Man, it was super cool. Um, first of all, it's just always awesome for us to to have a different uh, uh, view of what's happening, right? Because here in Miami, we're having a certain amount of experience. And, like, people, like, I, I didn't travel at all since that happened, you know? So it was super cool for me to actually come to Dallas, see the way everybody's handling things in Dallas, which was much more open. Man, we got to go have... Uh, lunch and dinner in restaurants um the experience with the event itself it was amazing you know like everybody there of course was super happy to see each other right after some time without having that um uh that connection with people was super cool to go there see like fellow friends you know like people who uh i i really love and admire it was super cool to hang out the event was amazing um, you know, like seeing you guys there, you know, like seeing the flow grappling. Seth organized a very uh, an amazing event. For sure, it was kind of weird not having the energy of the crowd. It was even funny that sometimes some of the guys on the outside had to cheer the guys on, you know, like there was on stage. But um, of course, it was different than normal, but it was super cool. It was a super cool experience, man. I loved being there. I love competing at the event, and um, it was it was a very good experience overall. Yeah, uh, how did how did it change things up not having a crowd? Were you do you get like more energy from the crowd being there? Can you focus better when when there's not a bunch of people yelling? Like, how did that change things for you? I think I think the focus is kind of the same. Is just the is just the cheering you up, you know? Yeah, the energy that you like you feed off the energy of the crowd, you know. Whenever you have everybody there, you know, everybody screaming, everybody giving you the giving you the love there, man, for sure, that feeds you up. You know what I mean? And I I, I love having the crowd around, you know. So um it was for me it was different about that, you know. But in the other hand, is like it's much more, you know, like you can fight much more with your mind instead of fighting with your heart, you know, because whenever the crowd is there, you get sometimes you get fired up, you know, and you take um attitudes you know you take decisions that you shouldn't love just because you want to give a little bit extra you know i believe that because like there was nobody around it was just it was easier to focus on the fight and take um uh decisions based on the fight not on the not on the outside you know that's what i felt uh you got there a little bit after me uh, I, were you nervous when you took the temperature check? I was a little nervous. I was like, man, what if I fail this thing? Like, what what happens then? What did, what were you thinking? Man, first of all, like, before going there, like, usually I don't train before events. But I was like, I was missing so much, you know, like, having seen different people and all that, that I went to a gym from Alex Martins yeah. uh, right before going there to the weigh-ins. And I had one of my students who were going to compete next day, Mike. So he was there. He needed to lose weight. And when I got to Alex's gym, 
um, there were some guys doing uh, private classes. So we, ju we jumped right in and there were some like really good guys there uh, training. So I jumped in, man. I ended up doing over a, a, an hour rolling <laughs> nonstop, right? I stayed in the meter and I rolled a lot with the boys. And when I get there, I was like, shit, am I temperature different because I was rolling for an hour? Yeah. I was thinking oh, the same thing. Oh, my God, I'm going to get caught on this shit now. Yeah, because I, I, walked, I walked there, and it was all hot, and I was sweating when I got there. I was like, oh, man, am I going to fail because of this thing? And then what, did it go home yep. and some ice pack on your head? Exactly. <laughs> and I got there, I was like, look, just to tell you, I was just rolling for an hour. I promise I don't have it. You know, but like, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was good. It was cool. What did you think you of uh, Trattor's game? You know, you guys might have faced each other in the GP if the bracket had unfolded a bit differently, but this was your first yeah. time seeing him. Uh, how did he feel on the mat? Man, Trattor is, like, super... Uh, he moves really good, man. Uh, really good jiu-jitsu. You know, super strong on his positions. Um, he have a really some really good counters. Um, I was very surprised because, like, there was a lot of positions that I got on him. That, man, I, I don't have people escaping out of... Whenever I kill the hip, usually it's very hard for people to be able to replace guard after that. And uh, su surprisingly, like, he could actually, like, push me back. And I felt I felt his... his uh, I felt him really dangerous on the counter, you know? So, like, then I... So I paced myself in a way that I wouldn't give him the chance of, um, of have, having those moves, uh, moves on me. I mean, he has been having the success he's have, uh, not not for nothing, you know. Like, man, this this kid has a great future ahead of him. He's only 22 years old. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that, man? Like, man has great future ahead of him. Great jujitsu, you know, really good guard. I wish we could have wrestled a little bit, you know, but he pulled guard right away, and he, really good guard he has. Um, but you know, like, uh, I played, I, I like. I played safe, you know what I mean. I played safe, like was the, the 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 floor was very slippery, and a lot of the times I was uh, I was uh, like doing the traction to pass the guard. Um, I couldn't actually like have uh, have the tra uh, have the 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 pressure enough that I had to produce into actually establishing the side control on him, you know. But man, this kid is good. And one things that are, one of the things that I was studying on him before fights is how easy he lifts people up. Man, when his fight with João Gabriel Rocha, he lifted João like nothing. And João is a bull, man. He's a bus. He's a big yeah. guy. <laughs> He's a bus. João is a bus. You know? He's a bus. And, you know, and, and he lifted João multiple times with, with the butterfly guard going back into the honey hole 50-50 kind of thing that he does. So I was super aware of that. You know, and um, he has a lot of pressure in his position. So it was, it was, it was good, man. It was, it was a good experience. I, I know that, you know, I wasn't on my 100%, and I know that he wasn't on his 100% as well. Um, I know that he was, like, a little bit of overweight, you know what I mean? But that, that translated on the power that he had in the moment as well. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I think that, you know, like, for what we had, you know, at the moment, it was a good fight, you know what I mean? But I'm sure that we're going to get more of those, more of that fight coming up, you know, like, man. We're going to face each other multiple times. He's a great kid. You know, like right there, we're talking about the opportunity of him. Uh, we have been talking for a long time on, on him coming to Florida and spending some time here training with me. Cool, cool. You know, and even like whenever I got there, I was like, fuck, man, come on. We're fighting before you came to visit me. You know what I mean? <laughs>
So like, man, please don't take, uh, don't take uh, too long before coming to Florida. And he should be coming as soon as this is over. He should be coming to spend some days here training okay. with us as well. And that, I'm sure that's going to be a, a great experience. Yeah. Everybody goes down there and trains with Cyborg. Uh, how did it how did it feel to to help open jiu-jitsu back up again to 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 take part in getting things going how did that feel for you man it was a uh, it was a huge honor i have i have put that on my mind you know i put that on my mind i, I told myself that you know like i would be in shape so whenever jiu-jitsu would come back i would be one of the first ones to jump in you know like I'm, i always tell everybody that they should be ready they don't should they, they shouldn't have to get ready you know what i mean because whenever opportunity comes, man, if, if, if you're not ready to jump on board, other people take your place, you know? So, like, I'm always like this, man. I'm always training hard. I'm always pushing myself, you know? And uh, that, that wasn't different, you know? And uh, I believe that this is one of those moments that, you know, like, um, we'll stay, like, we're always going to remember of, of these days that I've been going through, you know? So it was super cool for me to, um, after, because, like, this year has been, has been has been a super special year for me. Since the since the beginning of the year, I'm pushing hard. I've been competing. I compete competed multiple events this year. You know, so like I didn't want the good phase to pass. You know, like I've been having a really good timing with events. So I really want to prove myself that you know what I mean, man. After this all goes by, I can't let it die. You know, so super happy to be able to come in on the first event and come come out with the win. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, Cyborg. So we got we got just a, a little bit, just a few minutes left. Maybe uh, you're our very last caller. We already had a few people calling before you, so maybe you could close it out with a little message to the fans out there. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, I, I want to ask you, Cyborg. You know, um, what's next for you, man? I, I know that the schedule's impossible to tell, but is he's there, always ready. He's, he's always yeah. ready. He's is ready there anybody that you want to face? <laughs> I was looking at on your your record on BJ Heroes and stuff, and I, I saw. You've never faced a guy that I think would be a great match. Let me, let me know what you think about this. Yuri Samoyes, two ADCC champs. You guys have never fought each other. Is that true? That's surprising. It's true. It's true. And I, like I've been talking to to you guys about you know the the next who's number one. You know, mm. and there's matches that makes more sense with the others. You know, like for instance, um, I love to see the match that the match before before a match uh, that was uh, what was that. Oh, the match on, before mine, Ethan uh, and Krellston and, and Tama, yeah, and 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 Johnny Tama. Mm. So like that was super cool match because of two guys that have kind of a similar styles. Yeah, so you can see the guys going through and it becomes su- something super technical. I love to see that, you know. Mm. And we're going through names um, for me to, for 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 my next for my next match. And I would really appreciate fighting Yuri Simões because he was one of the names that came uh, later for me. You know, and man, he's a guy, he's not going to pull guard. I'm not going to pull guard. We're going to headbutt. We're going to wrestle. Um, <laughs> you know, like he has an amazing, like we have pretty similar games. You know, like and nobody's going to want to give in anything to, to each other. You know, um, I really like Yuri. He's a great guy. Um, he's a hustler. You know, like he loves to bang. He loves to fight. And we have never um, done it before, you know. So I would love the opportunity of fighting Yuri for real. Nice, you know? nice. I so love if to hear there it. is, if there is, if there is an opportunity on for next event, whenever you guys have in for us to do that match, man, 
That would be amazing. I would love to do that one. What year are you up to? I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Is he in America? Is he healthy? Do you I know anything about Yuri right now? Uh, I don't you know, know for where he's sure. At? I think he's in, in NorCal somewhere. All right. Um, We'll have, to, we'll have to work on it. That sounds like a great one. Cyborg, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Congratulations on the win. And this is your chance now to, to close us out on the show, send a message to your fans and, and family watching, and we'll talk to you again soon. Man, just, just grateful, man. Thank, I want to, I want, before anything, I want to thank you guys. You know, I want to really thank you guys for everything, for all the content you have you guys have been putting out, man. Um, you know, like the, the community has been passing through a lot, you know, a lot of uncertainty. You know, like, man, unfortunately, a lot of us, um, couldn't have, couldn't have the opportunity of being training and things like that. And I see the effort that you know Flow Grappling put into keeping everybody on point. You know, keep pushing everybody. You know, bringing out new content um, into keeping people active. If sometimes not on the mat, but at least off the mat studying. So I would really like, want to thank you guys for all the effort you guys are doing into you know keeping Jiu Jitsu alive, doing these events. Um, because man, like the, the community really, really, really needs it. You know what I mean? And you guys are, are giving us that extra body at this tough moment. So thank you guys so much. Other Thanks, than Cyborg. that, man, appreciate I, just, that. I just, yeah, other than that, I just, yeah, because everybody wants, always wants from you guys, you know, everybody <laughs> always, you know, for real, like it's, it's like critics is good, but you know, like, but like people got to understand that they have to learn how to appreciate. You know, you got to appreciate people who are working, you know what I mean? And trying to put a good content out there and trying to give back to the community. You know what I mean? You can't just just give critics and not appreciate and not, you know, like clap hands and appreciate the ones who are actually working and putting on the line for everybody to be happy. You know what I mean? And you guys are the ones right now. So I'm really grateful to you guys, man. Thank you so much. And I believe that a lot of the community would like to, to say the same. Okay. Other than that, man. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is about to come back, you know, guys. And uh, I believe that these tough moments that we passed through, it was a time to experience Jiu-Jitsu in a different way. You know what I mean? Actually put the mental aspect of Jiu-Jitsu into, um, you know, like mental, uh, mental strength. You know what I mean? Like knowing how to, how to uh, uh, do the, the self, uh, self-control that we always uh, use in Jiu-Jitsu. We had to use towards life this time. Right, so I believe that everyone had ha, have something to take away um, from this coronavirus. Just man, be safe, guys. You know, like it's not like they're opening certain things that you guys are gonna completely like crazy now to go back. You know, keep like uh, 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 keep yourself uh, safe. Try to keep the atmosphere you guys are around safe. You know what I mean? And man, um, just thank you for all the support, for all the love, and uh, for always having my back. All right, guys. So yeah. I really hope you guys set this match up. <laughs> so I hope so too, man. Yours, it sounds like you're setting it up. <laughs> you're the Dana well, White now. I'm Man, this feels good, right? There's some light at the end of the tunnel, man. It's a happy time right now to see stuff starting to get back to normal. Man, I think that, you know, like we got to find motivation on what, we, what to, on what we can find motivation. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who ask me, man, but wow, it's so tough, the gym is closed. Like, yeah, the gym is closed and I can't do nothing about it. You know what I mean? I can't be sacri- uh, sacrificing my life because sometimes I can't work on my gym. But I have other areas of my life who I actually I can appreciate and I, and I can work on. You know what I mean? And these fights, you know what I mean? Just being able to go there and fight 
It was amazing, man. Truly, it really motivated me. Today, I woke up at 6.30 in the morning to go run, to go work out. You know what I mean? I, like, you know, like, it's super cool. So thank you guys, man, for real. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, super motivated, and I can't wait to be back on the mats, uh, on, hopefully on who's number one, right? Yeah, I let's get it. it. All right, Cyborg, thanks so much, man. Nice <laughs> talking to you. Later, I'll man. talk to you soon. Appreciate All right, you. guys, take care. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, well, we just heard there from Cyborg, a legend of the sport, man. I had a great time watching him on the stage, as well as everyone. It yeah. felt really, really good watching jiu-jitsu again. Yeah, I really like the format we did today with having a bunch of people uh, cool. calling in. If anybody's wondering why Keishinho wasn't on here, we tried to get him. He's driving home to Arizona mm-hmm, or whatever right. right now, so we had AJ slide in there. Uh, I think we're going to do this every week now. Whatever events happen, we're going to have the – the main people on to talk about it afterwards. Hey, one more so. reason to try and get that W. You get a little spot here on yeah. number one. Hell the yeah. Podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. And uh, talk to you later. See you guys.